When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. John! What? Red 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. Hot route! I don't. What is hot route? Will you just go stand on the other side, please? Down! we call a sack lunch. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> it's time for the Soonerscoop.com postgame show presented by Eskridge Lexus in Oklahoma City. Eskridge Lexus is the official travel partner of Soonerscoop.com podcasts. Now, here's your road crew, Carrie, Eddie, and Bob, wrapping up all the action and reaction from this week's game. is the Eskridge Lexus postgame podcast, and this time, no false advertising. We have the entire road crew here with us as uh, we've been sitting around watching uh, the Notre Dame replay game, which uh, we saw plenty of that today in Norman. As the Sooners win it 62-9, to Kansas scores on the final play of the game. Uh, we've got a serious situation going on. That's not Uagalele, is it? I don't think so. Uh, someone is down for Clemson. It's tied 40-40 going into the second overtime. Oh, it's one of their defensive players. Yeah. Um, so we've kind of been waiting to start the pod, but we're just kind of like, screw it. We're going to start it. This game's going to go on forever. You get our live reactions. You're never going to get your local news. You're never going to get Saturday Night Live tonight. It's oh, shit. Be- yeah. Dave Chappelle's on tonight. Oh. Forgot about that. Was that tonight? Or was that last yes. week? It's yeah, tonight? they've been hyping it up the entire game. Uh, second half. Oh, no. I forgot to DVR it. It's just it. been a crazy day. I mean, you have, first off, the election is called, and then you don't have games on major networks like you're supposed to have. Uh, the OU game gets started. And, guys, it was it was a hard watch, but not really because of anything OU did. It was just the replays were out of this world ridiculous <laughs> today. It was just the slowest game of all time. And I think that I was talking to a couple of the uh, – ESPN TV guys when I was going uh, down in the elevator after the game and it's just one of those things like when it's a 50 point game in the fourth quarter and you look up and there's 12 minutes left that's like the worst feeling of all time it's like I know and the media timeouts after yeah I know that was another thing those were the longest damn timeouts everybody got paid today everybody got paid there's no (laughs) doubt about if you bet on OU you you got paid (laughs) Well, not uh, every, the people and, that ESPN just laid off, but well, well, I think they probably still get paid through today. Yeah, they probably got good severances. Not bad. So yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, part of it was you had four turnovers in the first ha- the first quarter. I think it was uh, two of them came on the same play, a Buki interception, <laughs> and then a fumble out of bounds that I still don't know how that qualifies as a fumble when the person is standing out of bounds and knocks the ball out of someone's hand who is inbounds. Uh, Lincoln Riley said he'd never seen a play like that before uh, and had no idea what the rule was. We didn't know what the rule was. You know, it's kind of funny. I did like As it was going, I didn't even realize that it was such a weird play. I kept getting text messages like, what happened there? 
And I had no idea that the guy was out of bounds on that play. Yeah. And I thought that Buki had just clearly gone out of bounds before the ball had come loose. But Poor guy. It was just I mean, a split second before. It makes a great play. And then, like, Bob, it's like, is it not the most Buki play of all time? <laughs> it is Buki. It is definitely a Buki play. But we did get clear, uh, clarification from Greg Burks just that you're allowed to have, like, an instant touch like that. But if you would have had a prolonged, like, you had to strip it out or grab it, then he would have been ruled out of bounds. So it's kind of weird that because it was just like a. But you know what? If I have second, to put up with the that made it free. If I have to put up with the bullshit in baseball when a guy slides into third base and his leg just barely comes off the bag, but he's the the third baseman is applying the tag, and that's mm-hmm. an out. Like if that's a rule, then this should be a rule too. You can't <laughs> un- dislodge a football when you're standing out of bounds. It was definitely weird. I I don't know if I've ever seen it unfold like that. It was a, it was a great play by Buki, it. though. I mean, he jumped the route. I mean, it was another day in which the Oklahoma defense played very well. I know that we'll get into a, to a lot of it here over uh, the course of the podcast, but it just, like, they looked really, really good today. And I know that it, it's one of those things, like, everything that we say comes with a little bit of an asterisk in that it was Kansas, and Kansas is a really bad football team. I wanted yeah. to... Um, if it, in this COVID world, it's not allowed, and it wouldn't be allowed anyway. But I wanted to go give Kansas's quarterback a hug after the game. He, he had a really one. rough day. I mean, he, is he upright yet? I mean, he <laughs> left the game. He got got demolished. He probably left the stadium on crutches. I mean, he couldn't walk. I don't know if he couldn't walk off the field or he refused to walk off the field because he'd just gotten sacked for the ninth time on the day. Shit! Just send a tryout back to Lawrence with him. We can bus her back tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, so, but no, I mean, and then, the, you know, there was the awkwardness of Spencer Rattler. Uh, I mean, he, when the game finally got some flow to it, he had a nice quarter, uh, but then he tried to muscle in for a touchdown and he got blown up and got a hip injury or a bruise and he wasn't the same quarterback and Lincoln kept putting him out there anyway. And it was... It really was, you know, kind of one of those, okay, sometimes you're injured and sometimes you're just hurt. You're not injured. You're hurt, so got to keep playing through it. That's kind of how I felt like that was a lesson he was being taught today. You know, it's kind of weird that I I don't know. Like halfway through the third quarter, even when he went back out there, I, I thought to myself, it's like, they've played well, but I don't know if they've necessarily played good really good I, I I don't know it was somewhere in the middle it's like so I, I kind of get what he what maybe Riley was thinking and I, you know who knows he, he might not have been as hurt as we really thought he was at the time because I know that there was a lot of people on Twitter and a lot of people I'm sure on the boards that were saying you know get his ass out of there but it was just so weird the way I that think, they treated him on the sideline I'd never seen that before. I hadn't they either took, I don't know if it was like a Ben Gay patch or something they took something and they put a patch on him on his left side right above his belt line it had to be like right where your hip is yeah i, I don't i can't i got some really good video of it that, that i'll put up on anymore. the board but like they just put that on him and then he stood around for a while and you could tell he was just in a lot of discomfort yeah uh and it was like he would he would have a bad series he'd come back and he and lincoln would be talking and like they'd both be throwing up their arms and you could tell he was trying to say, I can't step into my throws. Like, And he said that after in the post game yep. that he wasn't able to step into his throws. And so it just ended up being like, 
when Tanner Mordecai first came in, it was an awful series. He got sacked, and it, you just felt never like never even saw the guy. You felt like okay, they're gonna have to play Rattler some more and get at least Ramondre to run wild here for a quarter or something and just close this thing out. So then he comes back out, and then Tanner Mordecai comes back out finally when he sits down and had like his best series as a backup quarterback for Oklahoma. How much of yeah, that? Yeah, I, I always said with, with Mordecai, they got to let him run the offense instead of just trying to run out the clock. Yeah. You're never going to know what he really brings to the table if you're always just putting him in and mop up duty and acting like it's mop up duty. He's got to be able to act like he's got the weapons and the play as if the game is actually competitive. How much of it do you think, too, the, was just the fact that, you know, you get Rattler out there and he's still a young quarterback, I guess, technically. And, you know, I, I that, carry, I think that you were. Interception was bad. I it mean, was a terrible, it was, it was a, a terrible it was throw. Young Spencer Rattler sure. making young mistakes. Sure, no doubt about it. And, you know, I, I almost think that in the second quarter and when you put him back out there for the third quarter, it's almost like, I don't know. I mean, is it something that players look at and say, like, all right, he's kind of out here battling against a bullshit football team. Like, he could have easily said, no, nah, I'm not going back in. I'm good. We're up by 30, whatever it was at halftime. Was it 31 nothing? And to a certain extent, you like you look up and he's out there. I, I don't know. Is it is it another one of those things, though, that you look at Spencer Rattler and you say he's earning the respect of his teammates, he's earning, you know, whatever you want to call it. They can look at him and say, this guy's out here battling his ass off just like we are that's that's what stevenson said for sure you know he, he mentioned that but it, it was it was just kind of weird because after he came back it almost felt like riley was determined to show that rattler was still himself sure instead of just giving it to stevenson in pleasure non-stop they kept trying to pass it and the throws just didn't have the zip on him and the other part of that too is is you know you kind of play with the idea of you know, what if something really did happen to him and he gets hurt even further, and now you're really up a, you know, a really bad way? I mean, it was pretty... Uh, what was interesting is just watching the, the trainers kind of diagnose him. They were never really... I think he just had it, a little... Yeah, I, think I mean, it was like... He just had a bruise. Yeah, I mean, they he, were just like... They, they didn't think that it was anything severe. Now, the Stogner thing is more troublesome. Sure. And... 1,000%. That is something that we didn't... We we failed or whatever you want to however you want to term we didn't ask Lincoln Riley about it in the postgame not that he would have told us anyway but for him to come out he, you know Gabe Eichard was the first to tweet that he limped into the locker room at halftime he, he had a bad limp it was on the thirty three yarder over the middle he gets hit mm -hmm. in the, like the knee area yeah. in case anybody didn't know it just it was is it's one of those and he's taking a couple of those shots that it's just I don't know he I don't know how you protect yourself more. And maybe the quarterback needs to help Remember, him a little bit. Um, McNamara Calcaterra, took some of those man. shots. Sure, too, yeah, sure. McNamara, I mean, you think Calcaterra. about what Andrews Taylor and Calcaterra have gone through. That's that's, that's a, what that position is. <laughs> Can you tell it's after ten thirty at night? It's uh, a pull if you're if you're throwing to, out the Taylor McNamara name. Taylor McNamara with Grant Calcaterra. <laughs> hey, Grant, we apologize, <laughs> and that's not to say anything bad about Taylor because we like him too. Didn't he finish out at USC, Taylor? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and he played. Yeah, he's he's uh, all time good, dude. Oh, great! Both dude. of those guys yeah. are. They remind yep. me of each other. They kind of do, yeah. Well, they're both Cali yeah. kids and really good guys, though. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but that's kind of the life of a tight end, and we've seen that play before. And I mean, yep. he's 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 taken like a 
uh, shot to his his uh, quad before, I think. Um, and he took that shot against Texas, where he got his legs chopped chopped out. Yeah, from underneath them. So, and he hates those. He hates that happens to him. But what can you do? You're a six foot seven man. Somebody goes right after your knees. You fall over. I mean, it just. So we'll see. You know how much he's out. But uh, one of the things tonight, and before we get to the defense because there's a lot to talk about there, but uh, Jaden Hazelwood, back, got a catch. Uh, kind of amazing. He's back quickly. He was wearing a, a knee brace, but he looked good. Uh, and guys, out of all the the spots out there, when you see receivers lined up on the fields, you love seeing Marvin Mims. You like seeing Theo Wees out there. You like seeing Austin Stogner. And you're, you're okay with Drake Stoops, but you replace Drake Stoops with Jaden Hazelwood... All of a sudden, you have four potential studs at receiving. I mean, shit. I'd, I'd go as far to say, keep Drake out there. I think you guys know the name that I don't want to see anymore. <laughs> no, I don't I don't think you're alone in your thinking. Charleston Rambo has not... Gotta make a competitive catch. Charleston Rambo has falling, fallen behind. He is he has not progressed. And I don't know if it's, if it's his route running... Uh, you know, he did have one touchdown that was called back because of Jaden Hazelwood uh, holding out on the edge, blocking. Uh, so he did end up making a play tonight. But I think it's one of those things where, as a quarterback, you're throwing to guys that are open. You, you're, you've got your reads to get through, and there's guys that you trust to get open. Sure. I think Spencer Rattler trusts Austin Stogner more than everyone else to either get open or be open or make himself open. He trusts Theo Weiss a lot. Uh, I think he trusts Jeremiah Hall a lot. I, I just don't feel like he trusts that every time he goes to Charleston Rambo, he's going to be open. Well, he went. To I him think a, it's a route running thing. And he went to him a couple times today, and he just there was there was no they separation. Were very contested there was plays. there were very contested right. plays, and you know at some point you just gotta. I don't know, and maybe it's unfair because he's coming off the COVID thing, and it just I don't know. There's a lot to be desired there. I'm kind of sick of watching it, to be honest. He is maybe the fourth or fifth, sixth best option on this yeah. team. And, I, you know, I, it is what it is. I, it's not a hit on Charleston Rambo as much as there's just other talented guys on this team. There's better, there's better wide receivers on this football team, and especially when you throw in Jaden Hazelwood into the mix. I mean, it's, it's kind of exciting to see what this thing's going to look like here in a couple weeks and you know they it, it, it's pretty evident too that they're starting to be able to run the ball Ramondre Stevenson's well, a, a, a man I don't know if you necessarily need an offensive line that's great to run the ball with Ramondre Stevenson that's why I think he's he such really good a great mm -hmm. NFL prospect but you know I asked Lincoln about it after the game you know kind of what he compares his game to and he mentioned that he's closest probably to Samaje but Eddie and I were talking about this earlier Bob like Samaje could definitely run people over, and he could deliver a lick, and Clemson apparently has just lost. Um, must have had interception or something or a fumble. No, it was 4th and 24. Was it 4th so and 24? They just didn't okay. convert it. Uh-oh, we're rushing the field. COVID's over in Joe South Bend. Biden's not going to like this. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Ramondre Stevenson, he never, like, there were times when Samaje Pirine, like, he would get whacked and driven back and you're like oh that's not pretty for samaje 
Like, no one ever drives Ramondre Stevenson in the other direction. He's always moving forward, or people are falling off of him, and he's running through people. He's got that spin move. He is a brick wall. I mean, he is an immovable force. I've never seen a running back as powerful as him. And the crazy thing about it, too, is, is it's not just that he's powerful. He can he can move. Yeah. Like he can Had that jump cut. catch tonight. The one handed catch was like I was like, holy shit. How, where did this come from? You know, he was the team's leading receiver in terms of number of yeah, catches. He had the most today. catches. <laughs> That's crazy. Had more That's, yards, that is but insane. He had more catches. That's insane. And he averaged nine point five yards every time he carried the football. Eleven carries, 105, 104. Can't remember the exact but a touchdown. Two touchdowns. Was it two touchdowns? Yep. Rattler threw for one. He ran for two. Okay. So, I mean, it's just, uh, it's kind of like the defensive line. It's kind of hard to just keep lopping praise on a guy, but what else are you to do? By the way, um, an interesting note on defense. We can move over there real quick. Perrion Winfrey didn't play in the first half from a position perspective. Yes. The first <laughs> quarter, once again. <laughs> Another mystery suspension for Perrion Winfrey, apparently, allegedly. But as soon as the first play of the second quarter happened, he was right out there because <laughs> they were on the defense. Very first play. I mean, that that a, is so funny. Why? Why? Do we really have to ask? It's Perrion Winfrey. There could have just been something. Yep. Maybe he found a hood he liked in Norman last week. I don't feel like getting canceled tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the can- maybe the canceling will stop now. No, probably not. Uh, there's a change in the president. Uh, is that official? Well, it depends on who you ask. <laughs> that's 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 <laughs> the <Right>. truth. <laughs> I think that lawyer at the end of the to. day, though, it you know you look at Oklahoma and what they were able to do defensively, and what is it? Nine sacks. They had eleven Nine tackles for last. Yep. So that is uh, you add that into Three the mix for of the- Nick Benito tonight. Nick Benito, I, I think me and Bob tweeted it almost simultaneously today. He could not be blocked at all. He, I mean, he was doing, and I'll, I'll go back tomorrow and kind of highlight it, and we'll put some highlights on the board, and we'll put a little arrow above him, but he literally was not blocked today. There was nobody on that Kansas offensive line that could block him. I don't know if there was anybody on the Kansas offensive line that could block anybody that was lining up a, uh, across from him today. They couldn't uh, block Brendan Walker when he was in there. Brendan Walker had a good day. Perrin Winfrey. I mean, uh, Ronnie Perkins had a good day. Uh, you know, Marcus you, Stripling, Stripling had a nice, Stripling had a nice day. In the first quarter. I mean, this the Oklahoma's defensive line is pretty damn good. And you look at it's you ridiculous. know what they've done over the last four games now. Uh, they had 28 tackles for loss going into today. You add the 11 today, and that's uh, 39 tackles for loss over the last four games for Oklahoma. They've got to be close to surpassing their sack totals from a year ago. They had 15, I don't know what the number was. They had 15 before Tech, I believe. So they had nine today. How many did they have against Tech? I thought they only had like two against so, Tech. That puts, it, that puts them though. around 26, 27, and they had 30 a year ago. Or was it 36? I'm going off of old math now. I would have to... Where's our map of the U.S. Up. when we need it? We need, we need, <laughs> a, we need John King. We need a touch screen. Should, we, should I invest in a touch screen? 
I, I don't know. I was watching that almost all week, and I was like, I don't know if I could work this damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of people get like, uh, yeah, when they have it at ESPN, like for you know their shows, a lot of people can't work that thing. Like Dan Orlovsky, he's like the only guy that can work it. He's probably the only young that could work it. Everybody <laughs> else, I mean, you think uh, I think Jaws is going to be working the uh, the breakdown booth? Well, they let, uh, I mean, the guy that started it was uh, was Madden, the Telestrator. Yeah, that's true. But I don't think he could work the iPad nowadays. <laughs> Is John Madden even alive? Has anybody he heard was, from John Madden in like at, the last 20 years? He was at the Raiders-Browns game last oh, week. Oh, was he really? Yeah. I didn't know that. In Cle- so does he live in Cleveland? Or did he take the bus over don't there? don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know, but they were just talking about how they had spoke to him before the game. No kidding. Maybe they spoke to him on the phone, and I just misread the whole situation. Very well could have been. But, guys, Bob, this was interesting just from a starting lineup perspective today. Um, Woody Washington back at corner instead of Jaden Davis. Um, DeLarian Turner yelled, did start, but Trey Norwood was in there quite a bit. Um, David Aguebu David Aguebu started instead of Deshaun White and Alex Grinch was asked why that was in the post game he said that Deshaun White's basically just banged up a little bit and that and that had more to do with it than him having a better week of practice or anything like that By the way, what's I, funny about watching the guys late and mop up duty time you don't even know who the scrubs are because Alex plays everybody so, like, Corey Roberson's still going to be out there. He's not a scrub, but you go three, four deep, that's who you end up going with, like, in the fourth quarter. So, it's kind of – it's been fun to watch the depth accum- accumulate one week after each uh, each one. By the way, DJ Graham had a really good third down and short yardage play today that yes, ended up did. being a fourth down Because that stop. led to the fourth down stop. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, when you see Joshua Eaton and Jeremiah Cradell and Bryson Washington, that's the only time you know that they've they've gone ahead and played all the youngsters. I mean, Cradell plays a lot more, but usually Bryson Washington's a pretty good signal. And Eaton. If those two are yep. out there, I think that means they called off the dogs. Has that been the most encouraging thing over the last couple of weeks is the fact that you've seen, you know, young guys get into the game and make and a lot of suck. plays? Yes. Yeah. Like, legitimately. Where's, where's Josh? Shane Witter, five oh. tackles, oh, including that fourth down He stop, played a lot today. Which will be one today. of the five plays. I, I, I honestly thought I could hear the orgasm from Houston <laughs> as Sean, as uh, Shane Witter made the uh, the fourth down stop there. I was and, trying. Hey, that was a good play on uh, well, on Trey Norwood's part, too, to, yes, to yeah, get a little piece yeah. of him to kind of knock him up a little bit. Trey Norwood, I mean, he's not as small as he was, but he's still not big, but he's not afraid to mix it up. No, not at all. I thought, I mean, is it crazy to say that, you know, over the last three weeks, OU's probably played in consecutive games the best defense they've played in, honestly, it might be a decade. You have to go back to 09. To put three games together like they have. Yeah. Maybe 11 when you had guys like Javon Harris. Uh, yeah, the sharks. The sharks. I'm trying to I think can't believe we still talk names. about the sharks in a 
like a good tone. In a glowing way? Yeah, like in a in a good manner. I guess that tells you how bad they've been on defense over the last four or five years. So, I mean, but, I mean, God, on the defensive line, I don't know how much we can keep bragging on those guys. They're just fantastic. I mean, they're really, really good. And like Josh said the other day, I mean, you've got three bona fide NFL draft picks on that defensive line, and Nick Benito might be becoming the next one. They're really strong. I mean, I in a strange way, it's almost like, and I, I hate to be that guy, but it's, we'll see, we'll see. We'll see if this thing can continue into, you know, through the bye week, obviously, and then you have a big one coming up against uh, Oklahoma State in two weeks. The thing about it is Spencer Sanders doesn't make good decisions, mm-hmm. and their offensive line is terrible. They... Oklahoma is the worst possible matchup for them right now. Yeah. And they've had a lot of injuries. They'll have a week to heal up, so we'll see how that goes. But their offensive line is their biggest problem. Chuba Hubbard could not run the ball today. L.D. Brown was still their best running back because Chuba Hubbard needs some space. I mean, he's a small he's a small speedster. He needs room to operate. And he doesn't have that right now at that offensive line. Sure. Well, and, you know, I, I think that, you know, they're progressing in, a, in the right direction, Oklahoma is. It's just, can they finish this thing out? And it, it's it's kind of fun to watch. I, I, I don't know. I guess you have to, like, kind of take a deep breath and say, like, yeah, this season is what it is. The Kansas State loss was terrible. Iowa State loss was terrible. But it's been kind of fun to watch this thing come together in front of us. They're better than I thought that they would be at this point this season. Sure. After the way it they, started. Yeah, they turned a corner so quickly. Like it wasn't a It was overtime process. against Texas. Yep. They've been a completely different team. I mean, they were a different team in that they got up thirty one seventeen. And then they had that I mean, you wondered if you were gonna see any of that today, kind of a letdown, and I, I wouldn't say that that touchdown at the end was a was any kind of a letdown because no. they didn't have anybody in the game that was of consequence at that point. And Kansas, I thought that they were just going to let the time run out, to be honest with you, the way their quarterback had been knocked out. They were beaten up, just thoroughly dominated. Les had his three points. He didn't get shut out. I thought they were just going to let the clock run. And then they just ran a play and they scored. It was a little disappointing. See, they scored on the final play of the game, but the over you know what? I, I fault less miles more than anybody. What are you trying to do? <laughs> hey, just take a knee. Get this get this over with. Go retire. Four-hour like, game. Yeah, what are you doing, oh, by the God. way, Les? Like, get out of here. I'm sure it will lead to uh, greater days for them in the future that they scored that touchdown. They fixed a lot of things, Eddie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they really found it. They're going to lose by 30 next week instead of, uh, what was it, this weekend? 62, 53. 53? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I can say that, too. I'm Catholic. He's he's okay with that. Uh, well, you had Kansas State losing today, That was, so that was good. I mean, Oklahoma State did not play well. They won that game unconventionally, but OU needed Kansas State to lose today, and yeah. they did. Yep, because now you need one 
more loss, either Texas or Iowa State, you figure one of Kansas State will lose one of those games and officially be out of the tie the tiebreaker thing. I mean, the funny thing about it is we're going to find out if this OU team is for real or if they're just playing well against lesser competition. Texas Tech was bad today. Um, they got beat pretty easily by TCU, but you've whipped up on TCU. You really killed Tech. You really killed Kansas. Now in two weeks, Oklahoma State. And going to West Virginia is not going to be an easy win. I think... I. Bedlam is the toughest game they have on the schedule left. But there is no doubt that and I don't know, maybe I maybe this is just paranoid me in that I think that game in Morgantown will be very, very tough. Very tough. If they get there. The number of games that were canceled this weekend <laughs> concerns me. Well, I mean you have half the West Coast canceling games for one COVID test. Well, that was the Berkeley Health Center. Yeah, they wanted the, and and that. they've been trying to shut down football for the last year. Yeah, I mean there will probably there will probably be people the way that Notre Dame rushed the field tonight that try to close down Notre Dame by Monday morning. Probably so. I mean, thank yeah. God that Christy That's Brennan hasn't been watching point. football. <laughs> she would have had she would have stroked out tonight. <laughs> Northwestern three and zero by the way too. You should uh, get a burner account and text uh, Christine Brennan that. Justin Turner did nothing wrong. Who's Justin Turner? My singing name. Oh, ju- oh, God! I was. I'm so full. Like I'm full throttled football right now. Sounds like he's a cardinal. Yeah, he's not a son of a bitch like Yadier Molina. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, but I mean they. they are closer than they've ever been to controlling their own destiny. They need one more loss from Kansas sure. State. And Kansas State, and I mean, they still have the Texas game out there. They still have Iowa State, obviously, Bob. Yep. They'll get it. At, Freshman quarterback. Isn't it crazy? I mean, three games left. It is crazy. Absolutely. OSU, Baylor, and West Virginia. Absolutely. It's it's nuts. It's nuts that they've made it. Not, not that they've made it this far. The fact that you look up and you see some of these schedules and, uh, you know, like... I, it, I think it really hit me last night when I look up and BYU has two games left. Their, that was their eighth game last night. Yeah, I noticed today, like, I saw people with records of, like, 7-0, and oh, and I was like, huh? How did they play seven games? Here's a, uh, you want a take of the century from Oklahoma's own Skip Bayless this evening? I don't know. Oh, uh, I mean, it, it's... <laughs> It's notable, just, so we'll just let me mark uh, we'll this retweet. So I put a big bleep in there if I don't like it. Congrats to Notre Dame and Ian Book for outfighting Clemson, but the team playing the best right now in college football is Oklahoma. Oh no! Oh. <laughs> no one takes him seriously, though. If, if if like Andy Staples said that, or Kirk Herbstreit, sure. or someone that had no. Ties to Oklahoma. I mean, they are. OU is playing well. I mean, shit. It was the first time they've, they've scored Kansas. I, mean, I know, I know, I know. But they they've scored sixty in back to back games. Sixty two in back to back games. I mean, yep. that's still that's pretty impressive. I think it's the first time that's happened since they were playing like Kingfisher College. Uh, Sam Bradford and those guys. They had, they had five sixty. In a row. Five, five in a row. Yeah. Sixty. Yeah, in two thousand eight. By the way, I was. I think watching, it's just the Demarco Murray. I was watching that connection. Texas game today, and one of the bullshit stats that 
gets me a little triggered is they're like, Sam Bradford is now tied with, or uh, Sam Ellinger is now tied with Sam Bradford for career touchdown passes. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, Sam Bradford played two years. <laughs> and a game against BYU. Well, in that game against Texas. Ellinger can play five. Come, yeah, come back he could year. come back next year. <laughs> if his brain is still there. I hope he does. Well, they won't have to worry about Connor Ewers. Who? Or is it what's Ewers' first name? Oh, Quinn. Quinn. Yeah, he might be playing football at Ohio State. I think that's a good bet. We shall see. So I mean outside of that, Baylor they could have beaten Iowa State tonight. They were in the driver's seat up twenty four ten. And well, just Baylor like, did what OU didn't. They got the three picks from Purdy. That's what OU could have done. So that's what they, happened in the first half? Yes. They okay. made the night and aimed a lot easier, but Pat Fields and the rest of them could never hold on to it. It didn't help that they let Brees Hall just come out and run wild in the second half either. Yeah. I wondered what happened. Because, I, I mean, I looked up and we were, I think we were doing post-game interviews, Bob, and yeah, like it was 14 nothing. I was like, holy shit, what, what is going on in Ames? Because I don't think Baylor's very good at all. They don't appear to be. And Brewer is always one hit away from being done. Although, as they proved last year in the Big 12 championship game, maybe you should have gotten them down to the third-string quarterback. What happened to that guy? He's got to still be there. Zeno? Zeno. Zeno, yeah. Dude was a monster. I don't know. I don't know what happened to him. It's very apparent, though, that something happened in that in the overtimes against Texas that Oklahoma has, I don't know, and, you know, you refer to it as turning the corner. I just, it's almost like it they, they didn't believe in themselves until that point and now over the last couple of weeks, and I just don't know if that's the competition that they've played out on the field. I think that's probably part of it because there are little lapses I think that there's... But at the same time, I it just looks good. It looks clean. It looks solid. I think with every team that's out there, just like Oklahoma State right now, there's a certain level of confidence that most teams don't have because of what they went through in the offseason, in sure. the preseason. Nobody really had a true fall camp. I think everybody kind of feels like they're just kind of faking their way through this a little bit. And I think Oklahoma just wasn't prepared to start a season. Yeah. Yep. And not because... You say that, and they, um, but they did blow a three-touchdown lead against Kansas State. There's just no way to get around it. That is that is one of the worst... Like, as we get further out from it, that is maybe yeah. one of the worst meltdowns that Oklahoma's had in in a long, long time. Although Kansas State is not as bad as they... I mean, their one game that was terrible was at West Virginia. Well, they're going to look bad because Skylar Thompson's gone. Yeah. Sure. I mean, that's, all, that's always going to be the thing. And Will that's Howard true. threw like three picks in that game, didn't he, or something? Well, he threw a pick six tonight. Or today. And so was she. Fumbled it. They oh, fumbled it was a fumble? Taylor's hands. Yeah. I gotcha. And then Texas wasn't exactly a barn burner. To, I mean, they weren't exactly, you know, light your socks up. On fire. Yeah, I thought we were going to have a shootout. <laughs> nope. 
So I don't know. I mean, it's just it's it's COVID football. I mean, it's COVID season. Everything's weird. Yeah, if Notre Dame wins the national championship, it doesn't count. <laughs> I think anybody that beats Alabama probably is going to deserve it. I mean, they beat Clemson, but without Trevor Lawrence. Although, so ooh, Galele so rematch, is pretty right? good. Clem, you have Cl- Irish versus yeah. Tigers. Yeah, they don't have division, so they can play again. Yeah, sure. Yeah. No, they, and they will. They'll play in the championship game. Problem is, if you're, you just can't, you can't talk about OU as a playoff team. But boy, that conversation started again this last week. I don't know who began it. But it's picked up a lot. If they of go out and score sixty-two against Oklahoma State, then you can have that conversation. It's just funny that like I, I know they won sixty-two to nine today. I didn't feel like they played that well. Is that because just not, Rattler not got hurt? No, because Rattler got hurt, and they just they were just kind of getting through it. I it's mean, just it, it. I guess it's so weird to get back in this mode of like everything needs to be perfect because I just didn't feel like they played that well. But defensively, they make up for it now on offense. They do. But again, it's just I like... I mean, the, it was the turnovers. It was the four, you know, the fourth down stops. I mean, they got the ball in positions to go score pretty easily. Like oh, yeah. Four or five times. To yeah, help. they had to settle for a field goal early. I mean, you get a... I guess it no, it wasn't the Trey Brown interception, but and which was a really nice play. He started to play. I think he's it, starting it to play a lot. Turnover he, on downs that only led to a field that's right, goal, which was that's disappointing. right, that's right, and that was that was the Rattler uh, injury, wasn't it? Or no? No, it's not because I. What was it then? It was well, the. It was, Berkich's 40-yard field goal comes after a turnover on downs, and they're, like, at the 25-yard line to okay. start. And they don't do anything. That's right. By the way, uh, it is come, Working my way through a six-pack right now. I'm sorry. Come to that. <laughs> yeah, I had a couple whiskeys before the show started, too. Uh, we do uh, have to do some, This is a, a, a difficult one, I think, maybe this week, because, as we talked about, Rattler got hurt. He had some stars on the defense. Trey Brown interception. Uh, but let's do this. All about embracing the best. That's why they are the official travel partner of the Soonerscoop.com podcasts. So it's time for us to recognize the Sooners best with our Eskridge Lexus player of the game. By the way, uh, before we start, Bob, uh, he had a chance to take a uh, 2021 Yes. NX to Lubbock with him. It was awesome. Loved it. Did you let Pearl drive at some point? Is that what happened? No, <laughs> uh, it I you know, was surprised at how, how smooth it ran. I, I it was a, a, a breeze. You know, I, I I take the long way to Lubbock. I go Am uh, Amarillo down, adds like another way. thirty minutes or so, but loved it. Don't Beautiful. ever take that way again, all right? Not in the Lexus. <laughs> Bob uh, hit something. Did I know where it was when I was coming back. There's was it a, like a board or something that was in the road? No, there's a construction zone near Clinton, near the exits to Clinton that isn't very 
like closed off like it, the, all the the gravels there and all the stuff is there and there's a nail that hit what that hit one of the tires so i got to buy a new tire this weekend or last weekend you did fun lucky you i bought a lot of those lexus tires they're not super cheap neither was this one actually they're not too it was a, it was a couple hundred bucks but they're good tires uh so yeah we had that to deal with uh which you know bob did a great job he got down and saw got to see uh, kobe rob, rob kobe mckenzie the next day um so yeah it was a good trip and uh the lexus always great drive eddie and i have taken an rx before to lubbock uh but yeah um give ed eskridge and eskridge lexus a call uh go check them out online eskridgelexus.com if you are a listener to the podcast or a sooner scoop subscriber uh just let them know and they'll give you a special scoop deal uh and i know it's the time of year when you know, a lot of people haven't taken their regular vacations they got some money sitting around i know this has happened a lot because i was talking to ed about it uh and a lot of people just say hey it's time for us to get a new car. Let's get something nice. Let's go to Ed Eskridge and uh, check it out. And if you listen to the podcast, you want to buy a new Lexus, uh, or you're looking for a pre-owned something, just tell, tell them you listen to the Scoop podcast, the Eskridge Lexus post-game podcast, and they'll take care of you. So EskridgeLexus.com. Uh, go check them out. Support them. They support us for years, especially our official travel partner. Give us Lexus to drive. So we always really appreciate it. We appreciate you guys supporting them because I know people have gone down and, and bought cars from them, letting them know that they're Scoop Podcast listeners. So, um, I mean, I I don't think Rattler really qualifies this week, just and that's mainly because the injury. I I do think Ramondre Stevenson qualifies, but let's face it, guys, this was this was all about the defense, and I'm going to go with Nick Benito, three sacks yep. today. <laughs> All over the field. A lot of those guys played really well. Uh, Perrion Winfrey did a, a good job today. But again, where were you in the first quarter, Perrion? What'd you do? What did you do? Uh, so, yeah. I th- are we all in agreement then? Absolutely. Nick Benito, our Eskridge yep. Lexus player of the game? Absolutely. Many argument for Ronnie Parkins just because the tone he sets and sure. the energy he brings has been infectious to the rest of that team. But this was... But Benito's day. Can I make a honorable mention? Sure. Just because we don't get to do it much, and I know I might catch a little flack for this, but Ryan Mead. No, no? Okay. <laughs> I thought I, Mead did have a nice play today, though. Uh, I'm going to say Buki. Yeah. He had the interception. He had the pass breakup at the line of scrimmage. Knocked yeah. the ball down. Made a nice play out. In, out in the middle of uh, the field, or on, I guess on the sidelines, made a nice mm-hmm. open field tackle. Yeah. Like, just because we don't get to say his name very much in a good tone, a good connotation, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Buki as a uh, honorable mention player, even though he had an interception and then fumbled it, which is just the most Buki thing of all time. And he even carried it in the right hand. It wasn't like he was he had it in his yeah, right hand going down the left side. Someone line. to come from the out of bounds and knock the <laughs> you carry it in that hand to Not even his fault. It's not even defenders. his fault. I'm not gonna I'm gonna say that. It's not his fault. It was just weird. It's such a bizarre play. But then were... it didn't fumble out of bounds, it somehow it stayed in. Yeah. I'll tell you a guy that I thought that had a pretty nice day that I, I feel like is starting to maybe come on a little bit on the defensive side. I thought Corey Robertson was pretty active today. 
I thought Jordan Kelly played well sure. too. I guess. I mean, I guess you can just throw all those defensive linemen yeah, in there, and uh, that's. A, I mean, they're seven. They're seven games. Yeah, they're seven games in now, and you can honestly say this is a very good defensive line. And you know, Isaiah Thomas started. We didn't have Leron Stokes back today, so uh, Isaiah Thomas started as an interior guy. It kind of felt like, though, didn't it, guys? That if they needed Leron Stokes to play today, he probably would have played. If the, if today was like the Big Twelve Championship game. Don't you think he probably would have played? It felt like that was a even when Riley said Let's something just give on him Tuesday. Week to we'll give him another week. Healthy. Well, I guess technically two weeks, right. and then you go into Bedlam. Right. So he he will have had three weeks off before Bedlam. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. See what time that game is here in a couple. Yeah, of weeks. I I gotta think it's eleven o'clock. Big noon Fox. That sucks. I was kind of hoping for the seven o'clock ABC kickoff. I just don't know who gets first choice. Just avoid that. Just avoid the networks for now. I mean, why have I never? I never understand. Knows? Trump like, may get things overturned on Saturday morning next week, and then we're all screwed again. Uh, it won't matter. It's the Masters. Nobody cares. <laughs> oh, they'll ABC News will block what out. What if they cut it? Oh, the good thing it's on the CBS. Is it on, on CBS? CBS? I'll drive. CBS I'll drive to CBS, and that will be remedied <laughs> real quickly. It'll be an active shooter situation. Oh my god. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say I was going to Columbine. No, you took us there. Without anyone asking beep, for beep, it. Beep, <laughs> beep, beep, beep. What's the weather looking like for the Masters, Eddie? Uh, it's supposed to rain on like Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I think there's like a 60% chance on Thursday. But I think it's supposed to dry out towards the end of the weekend, so hopefully it's okay. But where's the Alabama-LSU game next week? Is it in... Tuscaloosa? LSU, oh, it's in Baton Rouge? Okay. They beat them at Bama last year. Oh, Burrow. that's right. That's right. Well, whatever. Yep. <laughs> well, I it's going to be two weeks of everyone asking questions about Spencer Rattler, trying to figure out how he's doing. Uh, oh, no. We're going to do that for two weeks? Oh, yeah. He's I, fine. I thought it was a good sign that Rattler talked. Yeah, he's yeah. fine. Right. If, yeah, if Riley's gonna let you talk. That usually you don't. Means you're okay. I don't know. I mean, when if, players get hurt, like players have had great games and they get hurt at the end, but then we didn't get to talk to him because they got hurt. Yep. Rattler is completely fine. It's I don't some, even think he's. It's just soreness. I mean, it's yeah. gonna be sore for a while. He, he he played. He he came back in the game. He played. He probably won't practice at all this week. I mean, I bet they get him out there. I. The guy you got to worry about is Stogner. Now, right. the good news is, yep. I did see that, uh, I don't know if you guys saw it, but Braden Willis said he's he'll be back next week or for Bedlam. I saw that. I wasn't, yeah, I think that's what he was implying with that tweet. Yeah. Sure. That, oh, yeah, that's that's 100% what I thought. So, I mean, the one that you got to worry about is Stogner. And, you know, I he's a big part of this offense yeah. right now. Well, and the other thing I, I would worry about, it's kind of a sub-worry. Like, if... Rattler is sore, and they don't want to give him a lot of reps to heal. Like, he could really use a week with Jaden Hazelwood. Sure. They lost that Tuesday sure. because of the election rule. So, he would have been had a bigger part today, point. I think, if they would have had a full week of practices. So, those two really need to... And, you know, Rattler, after the game, I thought it was interesting what he said about Jaden. Like, he wishes he would have thrown him the ball more. So, he clearly has a good connection with him on the practice field from what little they've been able to do together. No doubt about it. You know, I, I thought it was almost kind of interesting. And, Bob, I think you said it. 
the rotations were a little bit weird tonight. And it was mm-hmm. almost like they it's it's almost like they said, you know what? Screw it. We're playing Kansas. We're a 38 point favorite. Let's do a little bit. Let's do some things that let's give other guys opportunities almost. Yeah, like having Shane Witter in during the first half. It's only 21 nothing at that point and they're playing true freshmen as if it's like 38 nothing. I mean, they were not afraid to go deep into that substitution pattern and just say we trust everyone that were like R- Reggie Grimes. He had the face mask. He played so then a they, ton They tonight. took him out. But it was like, wow, they're putting in Grimes before Stripling. Yeah, that was a weird rotation with Stripling because he comes in yep. and immediately makes an impact. Um, but he didn't play a lot till late, and they played Reggie Grimes a lot. Uh, and they played John Michael Terry when they weren't playing Benito and Perkins. Brendan Walker Brendan got Walker a lot of run got in the first some half. Run. It's, yeah. it's just like, okay, they're going to roll with them. It's pretty fun to see a... I guess in a way, like a group of guys just be able to develop. You've got three corners you're playing now and Woody, Jaden, and Trey. I mean, my God. you got it, three safeties you're playing with Trey Norwood. It's kind of crazy how quickly it has been. And again, got to remember and the really teams Chris that they've... makes it four. Got to remember the teams they've been playing over the last couple of weeks. But at the same time, it's like... This is what people subscribe to when they they follow recruiting, though. And, like, you get guys, (laughs) and then you see them develop out on the football field. Look at you. You're you're promoting the brand. It just, I don't know, it makes me happy. I don't know if I can let you drive home tonight. I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) Very under his breath. I'm fine. Well, uh, it's a 62-9 shellacking of Kansas. I don't know how much more we really need to talk about tonight, to be honest I will say, and the other thing I will say, TJ Pledger is starting to run the ball really well. Yeah. I thought... Well, he knows he has to. And and that was another interesting thing. Seth McGowan had very little of a role tonight until late in the game when it became McGowan Majors, the only two running backs that were going in there. And they put Mikey Henderson in there. Major got back in after not after zero snaps. Yeah, he got a touchdown at, T, at, T, at TCU in Tech. Thought he disappeared had again. A great catch, and then he had a touchdown. Yes, that's a really nice catch. They're about a year away from Riley putting Mikey Henderson all over the field, aren't they? Like in just he's, various different roles. He is a more versatile Jeremiah Hall. Not that Jeremiah Hall doesn't do a lot of good things for that offense. He's it, Jeremiah Hall is a great football player. He's not the athlete that Mikey Henderson no. is. But I I will say, if they lose Stogner for any extended period of time and Braden Willis is back, I could see him becoming a huge part of this offense moving forward. Mikey Henderson? No, Braden Willis. Oh, Braden Willis. Yeah. Well, they they need that H-back to be something. Yeah. Whether it be Stogner, whether it be Braden Willis. Jeremiah Hall was like, look, you guys can keep saying H-backs. We're all tight ends. (laughs) And Jeremiah, you might be more of like a fullback, <laughs> but that's okay. You know, he doesn't have hair. Let him have something. He's a great football player. I love watching Jeremiah Hall. But play. if he wants to be a, considered a tight end, well, yeah, so just let him be a tight be end. Be whatever you want. <laughs> Boy, Biden really has changed you. Yeah, and right. in, in Biden world, we don't have labels anymore. 
exactly. We don't use. And in fact, we should, any bathroom they need to. They need to take that off the. Uh, well, I've been doing that for a long time. <laughs> but they need to. They need to take off the position groups from uh, the roster now that we're under the Biden Harris regime. <laughs> No more labels. We, we don't even have linemen anymore. We just no have more. No. Players. Well, lineman kind of means a fat person, and we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> I know people don't want to hear this, but I saw Eric Swenson just throw some people around today. It was Kansas. That's when you say it was. <laughs> we love you, Eric. You get nine sacks. That's awesome. Eddie does it because I tried to give you a, a compliment. Yeah. Eddie just shit all over it. Just being honest. All right, I think we're gonna end it there. Uh, Eddie's getting he's we're, he's getting hot, and I don't know where this is gonna go if we could keep going. So Gabe you know, Burkich made all his kicks today. That's good. Yeah, including a fifty yarder. I guess at some point we're gonna have to talk about the punting situation because it's not good. But we can maybe save that for the U forty. Couple of bad ones. It was, it, of course, when I, you punt that, I think there was only two punts today, When you punt there? that infrequently, you're not getting a lot of practice. Yeah, it's like asking somebody to come off the bench and hit a three. Yeah. Except that's his job. That's his only job. <laughs> that's literally why you're getting paid to go to school. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the Eskridge Lexus Post Game Podcast. Pre- appreciate you guys staying up late. Uh, thanks, Bob. Great work. Go check him out on the website. Uh, got a story about the defensive line today and uh, a really good note section uh, talking about some of the big stories that happened in the game tonight, including Jaden Hazelwood's return uh, and Spencer Rattler's uh, uh, hurtness. <laughs> hurtness. I don't want to call it an injury. He got banged up. It's football. Pain. He's going to be fine. It's so football. Don't ask about it every day on the message board is what you're saying. Ask about it every single day because that means that you're on the message boards interacting. Wow. You're, you're, like, who is this? Yeah, he's very corporate. I like it. Can't Again. Have, you can't have a raise. I'm sorry. Again. It's COVID time. Well, I'm just I'm thinking about ways to get money after I get this DUI on the way home. I'm just kidding. <laughs> God. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Jesus. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right, you have to leave my house now. All I'm, right. Yeah, now I'm getting kicked out. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back here again uh, in two weeks after Bedlam, a huge one that's going to be uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Spencer Rattler, Spencer Sanders, toe-to-toe. We'll see how it all works out. Until then, uh, keep checking in with us for the Unofficial 40 each and every Wednesday. Uh, Thanks for listening. Thanks to uh, Eskridge Lexus, EskridgeLexus.com. Go check them out. This has been the Eskridge Lexus Post Game Podcast.